This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Studio de Jefre, where today we talk Dak Prescott, the offensive line, and what in the world is going on. Why aren't they playing great offensive football the last few weeks, and how are we going to get this thing back? I'd like to shout out the great Kurt Warner, who did an awesome film study on Dak and the Cowboys offense from the game against New Orleans, which you can find on YouTube. Uh, I believe it's I believe he calls it QB Confidential, but just look up Kurt Warner uh, on YouTube, and you can find it. And what I did is I went through all the plays that he was breaking down for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense, and I said to myself, okay, can we find any common themes in these? Can we find the explanation other than uh, didn't do a great job on every play, right? So I'm going to take you through the 12 plays that Kurt Warner broke down of Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense, and then I'm going to give you my takeaways from what some of them are. So the very first play that he's breaking down is a play where they're going to have two wide receivers. They're both going to run a deep stop route. They're going to turn that stop route into a stop and go if there's not a safety over the top, right? So the defense is showing you we've got one deep safety. The other safety is down. So the Cowboys are looking to be aggressive early in the game. And whichever side that deep safety doesn't go to, we're throwing a bomb. We're trying to make a huge play. Well, at the snap, they roll it into two deep. The other safety backs up. This safety backs up this way. There's only two receivers in the route. And you have four guys covering your two wide receivers. So nothing is going to be open. Your protection is not good, so Zeke has to stay in and help. He can't sneak out the middle to be an outlet, and there's nothing to be done. Kurt Warner's only observation there is if you use some sort of maybe a double cadence, then maybe you could get that uh, other safety to show you that he was going to roll to a two deep, and you could change the play. Because for your quarterback, while his back is turned for play action, they are rolling into a two deep, and they're just saying, hey, this play's not going to work. You guys are running the wrong play. Okay, so moving on from play one, play two. Play two, if you remember, was a throw to Noah Brown. He's lined up in the left slot, and he's going to run like a faking out, spring back into the inside, and Dak's going to hit him. The initial read for Dak on this play is he's looking to his right. He's looking to his right, and he's got two receivers over there. One's running the deeper. CD is running the short little four or five-yard hook. And if he stays with that side that he's initially reading, he can get that short hook to CD. He's got an opportunity to do that. He might have ended up gaining uh, more yards and, and creating a better play by doing what he did. But Kurt Warner's observation was, stay with your read, trust your read, make the throw. There's no reason to look over there, yank it back over here, when you actually, your first read gave you an opportunity to make a play. So, let's remember that, okay? What I want you to remember is... The from Kurt Warner, the coaching point would be stay with your reads, trust your reads, let it develop, make the throw. Play three is the third down play where he threw it to Tony Pollard. Warner's going to blame the offensive coordinator here because Tony Pollard and Dalton Schultz are lined up right next to each other. So when he runs his shoot route and it's man coverage, they're not far enough apart for it to create any traffic. The guy covering Pollard just runs over top of the other defender and runs right to Tony Pollard. Now, 
Dak didn't set his feet and did not get the ball out in front of Pollard where maybe he has a chance to get a first down. So on this case, you're not setting your feet and you're drifting back on your release, Dak. Why? Play number four. This is the play where CD and he had the miscommunication. Kurt Warner believes this is a total bust and somebody uh, in the receiver group ran the wrong route because you run the tight end and CD Lamb into the exact same place and CD's hand goes up and then he breaks up field and Dak tries to make a play. CD's thinking right shoulder, Dak's thinking left. Miscommunication, not on the quarterback. Something was broken. Somebody screwed up a route. Play number five. He's going to blame on the offensive coordinator again. Because three plays before play number five, which is the flea flicker, they ran the flea flicker. But Malcolm Jenkins blitzed off the edge and was unblocked. So Pollard saw that, didn't do the flea flicker, and ran. But Saints coordinators watching the game saw, guys, that was a flea flicker. They're trying to hit us with a flea flicker. So the Saints, after that play, start running too deep to get ready for a flea flicker. And three plays later... Kellen calls the flea flicker. No problem for the Saints. They saw it coming. They knew that you tried to run it a few plays earlier. You can't try to run it a few plays later. You got to put that back in your pocket until later in the game. And there was bad protection. Play six, the Gallup toe tap on the left sideline. Once again, here's Kurt Warner's criticism. He wants him to stay with his read on the right side where you're running double slants. He's looking at the inside. That slant doesn't win. On the outside, a half second later, that slant, you can throw that and complete that ball. I think the reason he didn't throw it is Connor McGovern, his left guard, got beat inside. So on Dak, just off to Dak's right, is a defensive interior lineman who is pressuring him. So instead of trying to throw the ball right where he's being pressured, he bails left, makes the throw to Gallup, makes something happen, bam, nice throw, nice catch. But again, Kurt Warner's criticism was stay with your reads. There's no reason to whip over to this side of the field. You've got something over here. Let it happen. Let it develop. Play seven. End zone corner route to C.D. Lamb. Remember he caught it out of bounds? On this one, if Dak just sits and trusts his protection, which is there, he's protected. C.D. runs the corner. The inside guy, forget what he runs, but it's out of the way. Michael Gallup is running the in route on about the three or four yard line. That's the read. It's his third read, but if he just sits there and lets it go to CeeDee Lamb, you probably score a touchdown on that play. Dak, after the corner's not open and kind of gets to the second one, gets antsy, starts to move to his left, tries to reset, throws to CeeDee. So Dak got antsy, started moving. Why? Play number eight. Multiple deep routes on his right, Gallup crossing left to right. It's Gallup that comes open again, and he could hit it if he reads it real quick and can get that throw. Connor McGovern gets beat, though, and Dak is bailing. He's ready to bail. He could have stood in there and got to that third read and made that throw, but Dak bailed early. Got a little antsy, got out of there. Why? Play nine. Dalton Schultz on a corner route, CD on an out route on the same side on the left. So it's a high-low play. You got one guy going high, one guy going low, and you're going to read the corner and decide where you're going with this ball. Dak throws the out route to CeeDee Lamb without even waiting and giving the deep route to Schultz a chance, and he's protected. He got in a hurry. Why? Play number 10. 
Missed opportunity to throw it really, really far to CeeDee Lamb. He's splitting double coverage on a two-man route. Only two guys are out there. CeeDee's running left hash to right hash. If you throw it 50 yards over the opposite side safety, you have a chance to make a giant play. Didn't throw it. Play 11. Slant to Zeke on Marshawn Lattimore, which is a bad idea anyway. But Dak's drifting on the throw. Lazy footwork, drifting away from the defense. Why? Play 12, interception. No one was open. CD didn't have a chance. He got hit in the face, blah, 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 blah. It was all bad. So here's my takeaways from this study, which Kurt Warner, I think, did an incredible job. He's really, really good at this. My takeaway is that the quarterback has got to trust his reads. And here's the hard part is... He's got to trust his protection, even though his protection's not good. I think that's what we're seeing. What we're seeing is a guy whose team is 24th in pass block win rate, who's watching his left guard get whipped a lot, who at one point had Terrence Steele at left tackle getting beat a lot, who at one point had Connor Williams making it first and 20 a lot, who at one point had a center who was getting beat a lot. Get it yet? So what I think is happening here is what can be big-time danger for a quarterback is you have gotten accustomed to your offensive line getting beat, so even when they don't, you're playing as if they have. That, okay, dogs, they must really like the point I'm making. Uh, That is my biggest takeaway is that Dak Prescott's getting in a hurry, that Dak Prescott's getting antsy, that Dak Prescott's not trusting his protection. And you're going to have to do that, especially on plays where the protection is actually there. That is my grand conclusion. Oh, and my other grand conclusion is Connor McGovern is getting whipped. Connor Williams needs to go back in. Or, if you guys heard Jerry Jones today on 105.3 The Fan, he was talking about how both Lyle Collins and Terrence Steele are both amazing and they're both the same player, and so they're both going to play right tackle. That's stupid. I just want to get that out there. That's stupid. What they should do, if they honest to God believe that Terrence Steele is as good as Lyle Collins at right tackle, which he's not, but if they believe that, then what they should do is go, oh, well, we benched Connor Williams because we don't like the penalties he committed. Connor McGovern has been really bad trying to fill in. Lyle Collins should play left guard. That's what you should do. Now, I think Lyle Collins should play right tackle and Connor Williams should play left guard. But either way, they've got to figure out their offensive line, get the five guys set, let them play together, build the continuity that Mike McCarthy talks about all the time, and have themselves a party. I wonder how much my mic is picking up. The dog barking. He's barking a lot. I think the door's open. He could walk outside right now. I think the door's open. Oh, well. Uh, Okay, questions. From at Skin Wade, I asked for cowboy questions. He said, how do cowboys rock a deuce when they're out on the range, way far away from the ranch? And I think the answer is it depends. If you're on horseback, I think as you ride the horse, it keeps pushing it back up, and so you don't have to worry about it. Otherwise, you just do what the cows do and the horses do. At Cowboy Stats, he said, my so-called 10-gallon hat holds less than a gallon of water. Do I have grounds to sue the manufacturer? I believe you do. Crazy Colo Colo 95. If the best player on the Cowboys defense is Micah Parson, who's the most important defensive player? Micah Parsons. Uh, what is one aspect of the Cowboys offense you think still needs to improve for the last few games of the season? Protection. Protection, 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 protection. And run blocking. 
It's the offensive line. They got to put the right guys in the right place, and then they've got to go play better football. Top two or three Cowboys salary cap casualties going into next year. I will give you three possible casualties with the salary cap. Tank, Amari, Lyle Collins. Those are possible. And at least two of them, I think, if they were cap casualties, it would be in a trade, not in a cutting. Um, Bobby Buckets, he said, Gregory Lawrence and Parsons. Best pass rusher combo we've had in the last decade? Yes, absolutely, positively. And by the way, uh, I don't have my phone on me, but they do anticipate that Gregory's going to play this week. Neville Gallimore, they say there's more moving parts, or that they say. They haven't said this. I just know this. Um, but if everything stays on schedule and he practices as well as they think, then Neville Gallimore can play, but they feel more confident in Gregory, but there's a good chance both of them are about to play. Will the coaching staff find more ways to get TP involved? Will they find a way to protect Zeke against himself? They need to. If they don't, they're silly. They need to stop letting Zeke run out there and do that. I'm going to stop answering questions now because I think you can probably hear the dog barking his butt off. The door must be closed, and he wants to go bark at something. So I'm going to go let him chase this squirrel. Leave in the comments what you want to talk about tomorrow. What do you want to see the Cowboys improve on the most as they get ready for this postseason push? And remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.